Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Takes the snap, looking to his left, fires quickly, and it's picked off! Rasul Douglas at the 40, on his feet, to the 30, to the 25, down to the 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown! Rasul Douglas, the playmaker, does it again! Yeah, it was an electric play of the game right there, for sure. That is our electric play of the game, brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. Check out their exciting exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Rasul Douglas. You know what? I'll let Steve talk about him. He's on the line right now. Go ahead, Steve. You take it away about Rasul Douglas. Hey, happy New Year, Sal. You too. Hey, so, uh, and also a happy New Year to everyone at the trade deadline who said that uh, being overpaid for, for Douglas and that he was <laughs> a practice squad player. I mean, this guy has, has just been a perfect fit. His strength what they add to the defense. I mean, what an acquisition. If we actually wind up, you know, beating Miami, going to the two seed, and then, you know, advancing as far as we can in the playoffs, I think folks can look back on that addition, especially when the defense, at a time in the season when that defense was depleted and kind of needing a little um, uplift, if you will, bringing that guy in has just been incredible. An incredible acquisition, it really was. And, you know, it's all about circumstance and situation as well. And here he fit right in for what they wanted to do and the fact they needed another boundary corner. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, he did, the, the Packers were willing to move on and, you know, Packers fans were mad. But maybe he goes to another team and he doesn't make the impact he does here, right? I mean, maybe it's just a, the style of defense, the what they want him to do. I'm not sure. I would say this, though, Steve, um, as far as trade acquisitions and deadline moves go um i i this is the most impactful situation you can imagine the you know going back and thinking about this year I mean, th- this guy coming in to mitigate the loss of Tredavious white the way he has is pretty incredible and he's still under contract for next year he'll be th- i think he's 30 now he'll be 31 i think that's right but he's still under contract for next year but the level he plays and what he can do i think he's a guy that you could even go about you know maybe approaching him reworking the deal extending him and having him for a few more years and, you know, giving yourself a really nice situation with him as well. Yeah. And we got a fifth back with him, right? Well, they swapped fifths. They swapped uh fifth and sixth, right? They, they, and then they gave up a third is what they did, but yes, they, then they swapped a couple picks. So really essentially they gave up a third round pick. Yeah. 
what a what a great deal. Hey, just one one more quick thing. All this talk about Allen and being a little bit off, but I noticed the last couple of days a lot of key drops on what seemed like easy throws for our wide receivers. And um, you know, at this point, you could almost argue Shakir is our most reliable guy on that depth chart right now. He's he's had some great plays and some great key catches. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what is there some sort of root issue there, or? Well, I think that. Shakir has really grown and he's becoming the kind of player they envisioned when they drafted him. And if you look back at this preseason, even me, I was one who said he had a very uneven preseason. I wonder, I didn't think they would ever like cut him. He's just too valuable as a, as a pick in his second year. But I even wondered if he was going to make the roster, if they're going to look to deal him. He was a guy I thought that that could be because of their, what it seemed like they had a lot of guys at wide receiver and he was having such a, really below average training camp and preseason. But now look at him now, and it just goes to show it takes time sometimes. It feels like now he's grown, he understands, and, you know, he's obviously very entrenched. And like you said, he's become a main target. Awesome. Yeah, hey, just a quick shout-out to all my other displaced mafia friends around the country. You know, I'm down here in Florida. I got uh, my friend BB over in Jacksonville, Josh out in Virginia. You going to the game Sunday night? So, so I honestly, I was just on Ticketmaster looking at the tickets, you know, and they're uh, pretty pricey. We went out there um, last year or the year before, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping as that the trend goes, you know, where half the stadium builds mafia filling that thing up. So, um, I'm still yeah. looking. Going, we'll see. Hey. Hey, Steve, before you go, my apologies. You were right. They did get a fifth-round pick. They didn't swap. I'm sorry. I think I was thinking of the trade last year with Naeem Hines, maybe. But either way, my apologies on that. Um, they got Rasul and a fifth for a third. Yep. Good. What a, I you mean, got it, buddy. Even, yeah, cool. Even better. You're right. Even better. Yeah, you're right about that. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, by the way, a couple things. That's getting connected with our fans right there with Steve. But there was another getting connected with, and I want to give you that because I thought it was a really interesting point made here. This is Q, 716Buffalo on Twitter. He says, Sal, I know the Ravens are going to want to be smart and not do a lot of stupid stuff, but they do hate the Steelers enough to not want them in the playoffs. Probably right. I mean, it is a division rival. It is a team you don't like very much. You'd love to spoil their season, right? I mean, think that that is also very true. So thank you very much for that tweet. You can always tweet me at Sal Sports. Thanks a lot for the phone call. And anytime we do that, we are getting connected with our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to John in Philly. Hi, John. Hey, Sal, I appreciate it. I'm usually in Philly, but I'm uh, in Buffalo area this weekend, so I'm not um, displaced, as the last caller was saying. You got it. So, Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Stay up front. Thanks, buddy. Just want to say up front, really appreciate you. I had the chance to meet you for a second in Kansas City. Uh, I told you that, uh, Santa, we still believe. So, um, so we're still moving forward. I appreciate you, and uh, you're one of my favorite guys on the radio I listen to, so thanks. I, um, I thank you for that. Thank you very much. Of course, Sal. But the point I wanted to make is I'm kind of like I'm not down on the Bills like like some people are with with what's going on. I'm just saying a win is a win. But I think what we can do better is we haven't done it really since the Jets game as much is doing um, setting up the run to set up the play action pass. I feel like 
like this last game, I'm sitting there in the stands. I'm a season ticket holder. So I come in every week. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, we're running, we're running. Okay, now we're going to pass. But everyone knows we're going to pass because Josh goes in the shotgun. I'm like, why aren't they setting up the play-action pass as much? I really think that's the key that's missing um, on the offense right now to get them moving is to do the run, do the run, and then don't put Josh in shotgun, do a play-action pass um, in order to get that moving because we have such great success on that. I'll hang up and listen yeah. to you, Sal. But like I said, I re- really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, John. Listen, John, um, there has been a lot of debate about this this year, and you're not the first person to bring it up, and you're not wrong. I mean, they're they're more effective in, when Josh is under center. They're more effective play action when Josh is under center. But it also takes away some of the element of some RPO stuff that they really like to do and how Josh wants to operate. And even going back to when Ken Dorsey was the offensive coordinator, I asked him about this, and he said Josh likes to be under likes to be in the shotgun, and Joe Brady acknowledged that as well, and said that there's there's pros and cons to both. So you're not wrong, John. Like they are more effective that way. I'd like to see it more. And in fact, if you guys remember yesterday, the deep shot to Diggs where Josh had him and overthrew him was under center play action going deep, and it was there, right? But when you go under center and you go play action, quarterback has to kind of turn around, put his eyes down, then he's got to look up, he's got to see. When you're in shotgun. Okay, now you do have to get the ball, and that does take your eyes down a little bit, but you can also survey the field a little more. You can see everything better. Pre-snap, you see what's going on a little bit. You can put the ball in the belly. You can do the RPO. They like to do that stuff. It's a tough balance. So, again, John, I'm I'm with you. I get it, but the, the challenge of Joe Brady is to make sure that you know they're doing everything that kind of works best, not only for the effectiveness of what you want there, but to put themselves in a position where Josh is comfortable and can do the things he's stronger at and feels more comfortable doing. So it's a, it's a tough balance, no doubt about it. Thanks a lot for the phone call and the kind words, John. Let's go to Ed and Victor. Hi, Ed. Hey, Sal. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm good. Thank you. We're huge fans. We're, we uh, listen to the Always Game Day in Buffalo uh, podcast all the time. I'm actually calling on her behalf. Uh, she's got a little bit of a gripe, if you will, because it seems like nobody is mentioning the fact that during the fourth quarter, it looked like uh, I think we were between the 30 and the 40 on the Patriots' side. It was like third and one. looked like they were going to run that Latavius Murray play again, and it looked like McDermott called a timeout, and I think it changed the play to the snowplow. We got the first down. Um, My point about it is I think it's a good example of how McDermott's in-game management has kind of quietly improved over the last couple games. I think he's been making better decisions. And he doesn't get a lot of credit for that. What do you think? Okay, what's your wife's name? Allison. Okay, Allison. Great thought by Allison. Conveyed well by you. I have a friend named Mark who texted me the exact same thing in the last break. How about that? All right? I, I, because that's how astute I Allison is. And I found out how much of a Bill fan she was. I'm like, I am marrying this girl. Ah, I love it. Listen, so for you, for Mark, for Allison... I love it. I didn't think about it until you guys all brought it up to me here. So I went back and I, I thought about it and I looked. Let's remember, all right, sometimes what happens is you get a certain look and the Bills say, let's call timeout. We don't like the look of this play we're going to get. And that's not uncommon. The Bills have done that. And they've gone out there and well, even on even on defense, right? We know that, you know, the defensive snapshot timeout McDermott likes to take sometimes. He likes to see what the offense yep. is doing. And then he says, hey, I'm going to go and force you to get to your next best play. 
I think in this situation, I have to go back and remember the exact scenario. I'm trying to look at it up on the play-by-play. I think in this situation, it's, hey, we don't like the look they're giving us. We don't think this play is going to work. Let's call timeout. Let's reset. Let's come up with something new. They come out in the new formation. They come out with a new play. And that's that's good coaching. You're right. That's good coaching. I don't think it's necessarily unique, but it was a really nice opportunity to make sure that they did it right to get the play they wanted. Absolutely. And like I said, I think – I know McDermott has gotten a lot of flack in the past for people saying he's not good in game. And I think some of it's been deserved at times, but I think we also got to give credit where it's due. I think if you look back over the last several games, especially on this run we've been on, he has made really good decisions most of the time in game to kind of put them in you know the best position. Yeah, I'm looking right here, uh, third one. I'm going to take a look at that specific play and that specific sequence, but you're not the first person to notice it, and it was good game management, and you're right. That should be recognized as much as we talk about bad game management, right, Ed? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Well, you and Allison have a great new year, and thanks for bringing that up. Thanks so much, man. Have a good one. All right, you got it. All right, real quick, we'll get to Jerry and Kenmore before we take a break and more phone calls. Go ahead, Jerry. Hey, good morning, Tell. Um, I have two quick questions. Morning, Happy New Year. And then I have okay, and Happy New Year. Um, I, I still question his game management skills. Um, the, the using the snapshot timeout at half allowed New England to kneel on the ball after our punt, and it, it would have been nice to maybe get one more opportunity there. The second thing is, um, I don't know why you ever bring special teams into play on the opening kickoff when you know the other team's offense is horrendous horrendous give them the ball and let them make mistakes the last thing sale and i noticed it twice over the weekend new england did it and aiden hutchinson did it over the weekend defensive players celebrating plays while the ball is not on the ground for fumbles in games after sacks aiden hutchinson did it saturday night and new england did it yesterday they're busy celebrating and the ball is on the ground keep playing please all right jerry i like it like i I'm, I'm, i'm with you on that one um yeah, I could go back and forth on that. I, I don't mind kicking it, opening kickoff. It's been pretty successful this year, generally pinning a team deep. I mean, remember, they did the same thing against the Jets, and it caused a fumble, Jerry. So, I mean, you can't have it both ways, right? You can't say, well, well don't do it there when you're going to accept the great things that happen if you did it another time. And the Jets' offense is putrid, and they said, we're going to pin you deep, and you're not going to go. That, that, that's execution to me. What I was surprised at, Jerry, was they went back to it the next kickoff. They score the Bills. They get you know the, the to get it within what seven three, I guess, and they kick it off, and they go right back to we're not gonna kick it out of the end zone. I thought they would on the second one. They didn't, and then they obviously made the tackle. So, all right, thanks for the phone call. We'll take a timeout. Sal Capaccio with you here on the Extra Point Show on a Buffalo Victory Football Monday here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.